Welcome to this very special episode of the Connection Podcast. This is an episode that was proposed by Lexi DeLuna some time ago, and we had several incredible guest hosts, including Lexi, Lua, Teo, Luke Wadley, and Jennifer Crook came and joined as well. We talked about a variety of topics related to FSY, including some of their favorite classes, some amazing notes that they took. We also had a fun time having to chat about tater tots versus french fries, some of the other best foods they ate, Justin Bieber impersonations, and even a game of human dominoes. So I, I think you're really going to enjoy this. I would really encourage anybody who has youth in the program right now or any youth that are considering FSY why to listen to this, I think it'll be a great experience. Okay, welcome to the Connection Podcast. This is part two of our doubleheader today. And this is a special episode, actually, that was recommended by Alexis DeLuna, to correct, not Lexi or Alexa. Um, I'll go by Lexi. Just it's weird when like people call me it for the first time. It freaks okay. me out a bit. Okay. Okay. All right. But definitely not Alexa. And and to clarify, you guys do not have an Alexa in the house. No. Thank goodness. And make things really confusing <laughs> for you guys. Yeah. Although I, I would love to see your dad go through the mental gymnastics of trying to get that thing to turn off every time he says her <laughs> name. <laughs> All right. We have a bunch of youth here who have volunteered to participate, which I'm super excited about. And let's do this. What we talked about, this is a post-FSY reaction show. So how we talked about starting this episode is you introduce yourself and, and just walk us through what the FSY experience was like for you. So first we have Luke Wadley. Okay, uh, like you said, my name is Luke Wadley. And for me, FSY was really just a week where you could just put like everything like distractions in the world just aside and it's just time to like really get closer to god and build the relationships awesome all right and we have alexis the luna <laughs> um for me fsy was like awesome because i i personally made the decision kind of like go alone like i wasn't trying to go with any of my friends so i just got a chance to like meet a bunch of new people and be able to like live the gospel with them and go close to them with, throughout the week and it was just super awesome because everything you did was like centered to Christ and it felt so much more fulfilling than like any other week on an average basis. Awesome. And then we have Lua Teo. Yep. Hello. My name is Lua. Uh, I think FSY was probably the one of the most spiritual boosting experiences I've had lately. I feel like um, it's so interesting. Like you come to FSY and you go, you get with your group and there's all these people that you have no idea who they are, you don't know where they're from. And then by the end of the week, they're just like your best friends. And I think that's like so amazing. Uh, awesome. Thank you. And then we have Jennifer Crook with us too. And maybe Jennifer, for your part, tell us a bit about what your role was specifically at FSY this year too. Yeah. So my husband and I went as session directors. Um, so we have a really, we had a unique view um, of what happens at FSY, which basically just means we were we were not really in charge of the whole thing. We were teaching morning devotionals and sometimes in the evening and just interacting with the youth um, throughout the day and throughout the week. And it was a really fabulous experience. Just some really fantastic things happen. Um, and the young adults that run the FSY, they're where it's at. They know how to interact with these youth and just how to bolster them and how to support them and, and pull all kinds of fun stuff out of them and just, you know, kind of lead them toward their Savior and toward their Heavenly Father. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. So we, as third and fifth ward, we combined to do a special sacrament meeting that a lot of people know about. The, the youth led that, and Lexi gave a great talk. Really enjoyed it. Said a lot of things I needed to hear today. So thank you for that, Lexi. You had a quote there where you, you talked about Disneyland and FSY. What was it exactly? Um, well, I was sitting with Luke's group and one of the kids, <laughs> he said, screw Disneyland. FSY is the happiest place on earth. <laughs> and I feel like he didn't say screw, but I didn't want to <laughs> say whatever he did say over the pulpit. So I didn't. <laughs> that was a very tactful decision. So I... I I think that was the correct choice. So here's the question. 
And I didn't tell you beforehand, but T-Swift or FSY? Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay, I've actually answered this question to my family, like, multiple times. I came home, and I was, like, I went to the gym with Alex and Levi, like, the night I got home, right? I was, like, freaking out. I was, like, guys, FSY was the best week of my life. Like, I literally don't even want to go to Taylor Swift anymore. Like, FSY was so good. (laughs) And I, I went to Taylor Swift, and I had so much fun. But, like, honestly, I feel like what I learned at FSY is, like, irreplaceable by, like, any Taylor Swift concert. Like, I can, I can use Spotify whenever I want. I can't just, like, show up at a random week at at FSY. Oh, my gosh. And just like how that's your experience. They're definitely not on the same level. So definitely FSY. Awesome. So I, I wanted to dive into a few things here. And if it sounds good and if at any point you guys want to go a different direction, just let me know. We'll, we'll keep it kind of casual here. But I I think a common theme just from youth that I've talked to is there there is with some people a little bit of anxiety because you're going to a new place. You're meeting kids that you've never interacted with. And yeah, you may be able to have some say in who your roommate is and stuff like that. But a lot of it, you know, you're you're doing something completely new. What advice would you give to kids that maybe are dealing with some stress and anxiety preparing for it? And maybe what advice would you give somebody that is getting ready to go to FSY? Uh, I would just say, funny story, my group, I was going to only know one person, which would be my roommate. And he did not show up. So <laughs> I was bunking alone and I had no clue who anyone was at my uh, group at first. But then at the end, we just all like throughout the week, we got we had experiences together and it just kind of got us closer. And now we have like a group chat and stuff and we're all just super close. I think that's cool. Cool. What are, what are the thoughts you guys have? I think leading up to FSY, I was definitely nervous. I wasn't like going with a roommate and... So I was like super scared about who my roommate would be and if I would know anyone in my company and like what it'd be like. But one thing my mom always tells me before I like go to like events like this or like girls camp, she always says serve, breathe, pray. So those three things are like what gets me through the week. She's like, okay, I know you're really anxious and you're scared, but like take a step back from that and work on how you can serve other people because they might be feeling those same things. And just when you're able to like serve other people, it's a lot more like fulfilling and you're not as focused on that like anxiety and that like fear that you have going on breathing is her other one she's always like Lexi like calm down just like breathe for a second just kind of ground yourself and then pray obviously so there was a lot of praying that went in before FSY where I was like please bless it I'll have a good roommate I was so scared and she was an awesome roommate and she was the only one in my group that lives in Eugene so that was like a giant blessing that she's like the only one in my group that actually I can really hang out with if I want. <laughs> so. yeah. That's really good, Lexi. And I I wanted to talk a little bit more about something you brought up, the idea of going from an internal thing, which is worrying about, you know, how is this going to be? Am I going to make friends? And and focusing more externally on how am I going to serve? I think, I think for me, a lot of the time when I get nervous, like I have a talk to give or something like that, it, it's easy to get in that trap of, oh my gosh, what are people going to think of me, blah, blah, blah. But if you can shift that to, is there somebody in the you know congregation today that I can help? You know, it, I think that can take a lot of anxiety and pressure off us. And I, and I imagine it's similar at FSY too. Is there somebody here that I can help? Uh, is there a way I can serve and grow, right? So that, that was awesome. What about you, Lua? Um, well, for me, my roommate was my sister. <laughs> So it wasn't really stressful in that part, but I think for me, remembering that, you know, all the kids at FSY are, they're all teenagers, they're all going through the same things you are. And so I just think, um, yeah, like Lexi said, like serving somebody would probably make you feel less anxious. And um, yeah, just getting to know people. Because people are, people, people I met at FSY were, they were very like welcoming and like so nice. And I felt so, I felt the spirit. I felt like the love of Christ. So, yeah. And for you too, Jennifer, I think that there might be some angst going as an adult. Uh, what was your experience? <laughs> I definitely had some angst. I, this was my first experience teaching such a large group and, um, you know, something my husband does frequently. Um, but, I have to say, I just, meeting all of the youth, we did the orientation, and then that first night, on Monday night, we did a home evening lesson, 
And I can remember standing up there on the stage, looking out over these 400 youth and just seeing all of their eyes and how they looked like they were just saying, teach me, love me. I'm here. I want to learn. And that just instantly put me right at peace. And it helped me feel a lot better. And my husband always tells me if I'm feeling nervous, kind of going back to what Lou and Alexis was, were saying, if I'm feeling nervous, I'm thinking too much about myself. Mm-hmm. We have to stay focused on other people, you know, and get out of our own heads. And so thankfully, I was able to do that. And it was a great week. Cool. And I, I know there's some stuff online. If you if you go on the church's website, they'll actually give you an outline of kind of what a general FSY format is. But maybe for for people that are getting ready to go in a couple of years, what did what is going to FSY actually like? <laughs> like what is what is the structure? What kind of stuff would they expect to do? Um, let's just go around and talk about it. Okay. Uh. Yeah. For most of the days, you had a morning like lesson kind of thing directed by one of the youth in your group and then you had personal study and then you had uh we had lessons like directed by uh some of the adults we had three of those a day and then usually we had free time and then more family home evening and like we had something called reflect and review uh called where we just kind of went over our day and went over all the good stuff and yeah it was really fun. Cool. Anything else to add, Lua or Lexi? <laughs> Sorry. Be real just went off. So like <laughs> priorities. Yeah. But um I don't know. I'd say like kind of go into it. Like I definitely thought um I'd have a lot of free time and there'd be a lot of like, I don't know, girls camp like craft time and like just like snow cones and stuff. I was so wrong. <laughs> but I was like wrong. Like it was it was okay that I was wrong because everything we did was like so, I don't know, we had a little schedule and we always followed that schedule. And our time was always being filled with like what was going to benefit us the most that day. And cool. yeah, it was definitely fulfilling. But I wouldn't say go into it thinking it's girls camp because <laughs> I kind of did a little. How <laughs> true. What about you, Lua? Um, I think um, FSY, obviously it stands for, for the strength of youth. So it's mostly um, trying to strengthen our testimonies in Jesus Christ. And uh, I think it did just that. Like, it, It's like a reminder. The whole week is just a reminder. It's just reminding you of things like principles that you've been taught. And it's very spiritual and very um, very centered around Christ, and that's what made it probably th- the best experience. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. So let's keep it high level for a minute here, and then we'll get into some of your favorite you know, devotionals, notes, stuff like that. Uh, Jennifer, before this show, we talked a little bit about you know, some of the big themes and, and important aspects of FSY, and one of them is building the foundation of testimony. Um, how do how do you feel that FSY played a role in in developing testimony either for you for the youth that are there? Would just flesh that out a bit for us. Yeah, so I think the daily schedule is really key. Um, they start you out in the mornings, uh, like Luke, Luke, right? Luke, talk about um, the um, morning devotional with your peers. Then you move into a devotional with your with your company. Were you with your company then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then you went from there to a devotional all together as a whole group um, for everybody at uh, that was on your session. And so the, right off the bat in the morning, it just started you out, you know, with talking about the theme of the day and um, kind of gradually moving you up into a bigger group and a bigger idea. And I think that is really um kind of resemblance of how testimonies grow, right? We start out small, you know, and, and we get comfortable with this little bit of knowledge, you know, with with this core group of people. And then we get into a little bit of bigger group and it, and it grows a little more. And then pretty soon we're with all these people that have the same beliefs as us. And and I really feel like that that is a really unifying experience. People coming together, studying the same thing and increasing in size. And in, it just 
increased everybody's desire to be unified. And that is one thing that FSY is really good about. Um, I was so impressed with the unification that I saw towards the end of the week when they did the variety show, which happens mm-hmm. on Thursday afternoon, which is so much fun. Anybody can come and do a talent. So you try out, and um, if you get chosen, you get to go up on stage. And some of the talents that went up there, maybe at a high school talent show, maybe would have gotten booed, or you know, maybe yeah. would would not have flown, as or been accepted. But let me tell you, I have never seen so much cheering and supportiveness, if that's a word. Um, <laughs> it is now. <laughs> yeah. We um, just have to use it enough. <laughs> For all of the youth that were there, it just becomes a giant family. And I think that's how testimonies grow. And that's why FSY succeeds is because you end up feeling like a giant family and you're in that safe space to allow walls to come down and to allow the Spirit to speak to you and for you to admit, I'm lacking in this and I want to get better. And that's when the Spirit speaks to you and can carry you through um, and, and lift you higher. Cool. Thank you. Can I add to that really quick? Yeah. Um, so you were like talking about the variety show and how like everything there was just like so uplifting. Everyone was like so encouraging about it. Um, one guy in our group for some for whatever reason didn't get into the variety show. He said that he had literally won his school's like um talent show for like playing the piano. And I was like, Why were you not in the variety show? And he was very clearly disappointed by it. And we all felt so bad. So I was a company one day after the variety show. We all like found a classroom. Like we got the janitor to unlock one of the classrooms with a piano in it. <laughs> and uh, just our little like company, except for it wasn't the full company. It was just like five of us sat down and we watched him play the piano. And we all stood up afterwards and went crazy. And it was just like one of those moments where I was like, I didn't know who you were at the beginning of the week. And we're all in here just for you at this moment. Like technically we we're supposed to be packing at the time. Like, but we, we took the time to do that instead. And it felt so good to be able to like support each other and just like know like we grew close to each other through those experiences so that's such a cool place to be and and we can talk more about that as much as we want but just realizing that you can be in a sport you can be in school whatever and and have genuine excitement for what someone else is doing and it costs you nothing (laughs) like it it we're naturally driven to be competitive. I think at least most of us and, and, you know, we, we feel like there are limited resources and we have to succeed and that's going to be at the expense of other people, but it's, it's not that way. You know, we, we can be happy for other people and, and it's so much better when we are. And, and those people are going to want to be happy for you too, when you succeed. Well, that's really cool. Um, let's do, a pulse check here because you guys all just got back from FSY not too long ago. Where are we at as far as our, our belief and testimony in the gospel and the Savior and, and why? Uh, For me, FSY was kind of like, it was the thing, it was the, really the start of the base of my testimony. Like before, it was just kind of like what my parents said and there wasn't really any like, like personal experiences that confirmed anything, but FSY was really like the thing that started off my testimony. And I think from there, I've just been able to grow a lot more. Cool. Like during personal study at home. Cool. Um, I think one thing for me is I was able to like apply stuff that I learned at FSY to my life now. And FSY was just kind of what kickstarted me there. Like in scripture study, I definitely studied my scriptures off and on before FSY. But when we got to FSY, it was like every morning we'd have gospel study and we would just always be in our scriptures. And I always loved like the feeling I got reading the scriptures and the promptings I got and whatnot. And there's like a line in my patriarchal blessing that like talks about the fact that I will be blessed when I read my scriptures. And I just like, I felt those blessings while I was at FSY, like just feeling how that was applied was like really meaningful to me. And it's something that I don't want to forget or leave behind. And I think a lot of people will relate to that. There's just so much good at FSY that we didn't want to leave behind. Cool. I, I wanted to share a thought I had that I think relates to what you were talking about, Lexi, the experience versus just learning about the gospel. Because I, I, when Jennifer, when you talked with, I think my son, we were at a theme park actually. <laughs> and 
uh, I was reading about this roller coaster. So we went to a, a theme park called Silverwood in Idaho, and we were getting ready to go on the biggest ride there. And my wife and I were reading about it, and there's all these stats about it's a it's a 200 foot drop. You're going up suspended midair. It talks about how fast the roller coaster Scary. goes and everything. But I, I have to tell you, there's nothing that you can read on paper that prepares you for what actually being on the roller coaster is like. And once you're actually there, you're like, holy crap, I'm flying right now. <laughs> and I, I think that there's a parallel to the gospel there, too. You can learn all about it. You can hear these things. You can read the scriptures. But it's meant to be experienced. What, what do you guys think about that? Something that I heard in one of the classes was, um, it was Sister Rudolph. She was one of the seminary teachers that taught a class at FSY. And she said, you know, like we we go to church, we go to like youth activities and s- seminary, and, but are we actually like there? Like, are we actually doing something? Like, are we actually acting upon the impressions that we get? Are we actually... Um, building our testimony and reading our scriptures and saying our prayers. And I think that's something that I took away from her. That's so good. Yeah, I think that just builds on that idea, right, of being present and letting the Spirit work in you. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, so good. Where where are you at right now, Jennifer? What was this experience like <laughs> for you and your testimony? Yeah, I gained a lot. Let me tell you, I th- I think the first testimony I gained— or not the first, or one of the things that is standing out to me is this church is in great hands. Mm -hmm. The youth are coming prepared. They're willing to learn. The young adults running these camps are fabulous. And this church is in good hands. In the next five to 10 years, as they're becoming the leaders, the Relief Society presidents, you know, the elders corn presidents, the bishops, it's it's going to be fabulous because they have this strong basis and this these habits to go back to. So if they can keep this up, the things that they learn, you know, throughout FSY, you know, they'll be strengthened. For me personally, um, because I went as an adult, like we were the oldest people there, <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, I learned personally that I can do hard things. Like this was something yeah. that I was really scared to do. I was scared to go and teach. Like I found out that I would have to teach the young women's devotional by myself, a full hour and 15 minutes, you know, on my own up there in front of all the young women, you know, waiting to hear something amazing and miraculous from me. Um, you know, I don't consider myself a, a really great teacher. My husband does that. And I usually just let him do that. <laughs> but I have, I gained a, a testimony of if you are prepared, you shall not fear. Yes, my husband helped me plan a lesson and I practiced it. A lot of times, and I got comfortable with it. And then, with the help of the Spirit, it just flowed out, and I felt so much mm-hmm. love. And it was it was great. Good. Let, let's go a totally different direction. And now I'm going to ask Luke a random question that I didn't prepare him for. <laughs> what is the best thing you ate? Oh, the pasta! I had pasta like four <laughs> yeah. nights in a row. They had pasta every night. <laughs> Probably. Let's see. I got to think about it. I, Probably the one night there was the um, what is it called? I don't know. It was the Mexican food. Uh, it was like a taco salad in one night. Yeah, there was a taco salad. I think that was it. For some reason, that was just really good. Mm. So probably that. That's, that's making me think of the taco salad at girls' camp. Didn't they do that or? Oh, oh, they had yeah. Cafe Rio. Yeah, they got that, that was good that was with the little good. Swiss flags on top. Yeah, there's, I was I was telling you that it hits different with the Swiss flag. I don't know. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> yeah, probably the taco salad. Okay, mm-hmm. right. you can't go wrong with Mexican. What are, what are the what are the foods? Come on. Um, I literally I ate pasta four nights in a row. <laughs> I also you, feel like FSY gave me a Dr Pepper addiction. Oh my and, gosh. <laughs> But like that shouldn't have happened. But <laughs> having soda for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a whole no, week straight—that's not healthy. Is insane. I didn't have it for breakfast because I was like, "This is not going to end well if I have it for breakfast." Too. Such but good like, control. Good control. I need to get invited to this. Actually, <laughs> yeah. 
might have a little problem with soda too. Yeah, Levi may or may not text the group chat like my dad's on his second energy drink of the day, and I said he should probably go talk to his bishop about that. Mm, he should, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mistake yeah. president. I do have some questionable liquid here, but <laughs> what are the foods we like? Uh, there was orange chicken and rice. I think that was probably mm. the best. Okay. Mm. Uh, it wasn't a food, but I had orange juice every single meal. Like I never, like for some reason, the orange juice there was so good. Uh, that was the only drink I had the entire week. Nice. Right, Personally, I liked the tater tots. Oh, tater tots! Tots are, were, don't remember. They were this. really crispy and yummy. Wait, wait, wait! Well, this is an important question. Probably the most important one today. Uh, tots or fries? <sighs> tots. It depends on the place you're getting them from. Oh, tots. Yeah. Fries. Personally. <laughs> I've had some really bad tater tots. Yeah, I've had bad ones, but also really good ones. Yeah, when they're so good, if they're both tots. good, probably tots, but generally, yeah. probably fries. I agree with that. Okay, do you do fry sauce or ketchup? Fry sauce. sauce. Yeah, fry, fry sauce. Where is it? Hundred percent. Okay. Now let's let's get into some other things here. I okay. So we're in a bit. We're going to get into favorite notes and things like that. But you guys have mentioned that you've learned a lot. I, I think you have grown through the experience of FSY. How do you plan to maintain what you've learned? And that, that can include, you know, maintaining friendships that you made, that can include how do you plan to share the things you've learned about the gospel, or, you know, even how do you plan to keep up with the goals that you set while you're at FSY? Can I just share something that I like wrote down? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't know why I was like talking this. Uh, yeah, okay, gospel study was fire. Um, Young Women's Emotional was fire too, and the Living Christ Activity. I felt prompted to find new ways to study and serve and see Christ daily. Like FSY feels constantly fresh and new, whereas like truthfully, like routine church and class uh, meetings can like, they can feel repetitive sometimes. So see Christ daily and differently, study consistently and switch up methods. Um, I feel like that's just kind of like is a broad way to do that. Um, just kind of like switch up how we how we find Christ and how we study the gospel. I remember like one of our classes, the teacher was like talking about the fact that like we should go to like the gospel library and just like look at a random topic or something. And there's just like so many ways to study the gospel that aren't like necessarily just opening up like your scriptures and like reading a page. Like there's so much you can do and change it up. It's just kind of about like that consistency. Yeah. That's really good. That that gets into an analogy I like to use sometimes is, you know, when when you study the gospel, it, it's it's like getting a software update for your phone. You're putting in new information. But when you learn different techniques of how to approach the gospel, it's like a hardware update. It's like getting the new iPhone, <laughs> you know, better processing power. So that's really cool. Um, what else do you guys think as far as just ways you're going to maintain what you learn? Well, as a company, we made, um, we had, we made goals together, like the spiritual, social, physical, and intellectual goals that you do. And um, some of them were like, read my scriptures daily, um, getting more sleep, putting away my phone at night, um, becoming more familiar with the gospel. And I think, yeah, these are just some things that I have been like continuing, like even after FSY, some things that I took away from our company. Cool. Thank you. What about you, Lou? Uh, I think for me, before FSY, whenever I did personal study, I never really did a prayer before it. But at FSY, they had us pray before it. And I think that just really invites the Spirit. And when you feel the Spirit, I think you can understand what it's trying to teach you and also what the words are like actually saying in the Scriptures. So oh, I think that's really cool. Isn't that so true? It's something so simple, but man, I'll tell you what, like we've had a bishopric and a ward council meeting that we started without a prayer and we start yelling at each other and fighting like very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Just that little thing makes a huge difference. No. What about you, Jennifer? Yeah, for me, I think the thing that I really took home was I need to spend more time being still. We're, we live in a world full of so many distractions, and being able to really focus, even for a few minutes every morning, you know, just taking the time to really be still, and then record those promptings. Um, I love Sister Rudolph's comment that she makes about following promptings of the Holy Ghost. You know, she said, when you get the thought to do something good, 
you know, you're like, oh, hey, I should call so-and-so. Um, and then she says, what happens immediately after that usually? It's like, well, no. No, I, w- I wouldn't know what to say or I wouldn't know what to do or they're going to think that's dumb. And she's like, that is totally Satan. And don't follow that. If you get that first prompting that's good, just act on it. And Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I think that's something that we all probably could practice more because I think we get good thoughts or promptings all day long and maybe we don't act on them as much. So for me, it's taking the time to listen to those promptings and then acting immediately. Cool. Could I, I add on to that? Yeah. Uh, so during the morning personal study, all of our group was, we started like together to kind of talk about what like the what we wanted to learn. And then we all kind of spread out in the field and just uh, laid down and did our uh, study. And I think that's when I received most of like the, I felt the spirit the most and received most of the answers. So I think, yeah, like being still really is a good way to feel the spirit. That's great. It, that's something I've only started to learn at this point in life. So you guys are way ahead of me in that regard. But for me, I kind of look at it like I, I'm not just investing five minutes a day in reading my scriptures or whatever it ends up being, hopefully more than that. I, I'm investing in a relationship. I'm, I'm committing to be in a relationship with God and with Jesus Christ. And, you know, if if I only invested five minutes a day or, or not even that to be still and, and pay attention to my wife, I wouldn't have a wife anymore. um and it it's a silly comparison but i think it's valid you know you got to put in time if you want a real relationship with somebody let's let's start going through some of your favorite notes because i you guys all brought your fsy booklets right Mm -hmm. um let's let's just go around the room and share some things that you really liked and and took away let's start with luke Okay. Uh. Well, something I got was I was reading First Nephi. I think I forgot. I think it was chapter three through five. One of the some of the notes I was taking was before that I kind of always com- like was comparing myself to Nephi because he's like the righteous one. But I think if I think about it, we can compare ourselves to Laman and Lemuel because like we we feel spiritual experiences all the time, but like we still mess up. And I think that's how Lamb and Lemuel are. Like they they saw an angel before, but they still mess up. So I think uh and then at that and then in the time that they messed up, Nephi is kinda like God, he kinda sorrowed for them. So I think that's cool to kind of see a different perspective of that. That's really cool. Because, you know, maybe it's not dramatic. Maybe God's not coming down and, and saying, Hey, Russell M. Nelson's a prophet, listen to him, or or we're not seeing an angel, right? But he is giving us little hints every day that he's there and that he's aware of us but we have to remember those and you know like you guys said like lua was saying uh be still you know take a pause and and be able to listen to the spirit when it's talking to us that's great luke yeah we are like layman and lemuel sometimes are we what about you lexi i think i liked my notes from this one class that was talking about the holy ghost uh, Jackson mentioned it today and it was a really good class. He was talking about how often we talk or like we talk about the fact that feeling or hearing the Holy Ghost is like some grand rare, rare experience, but like through covenants, we have the gift for it to always be with us. And I really like that. And he also shared the scripture, Hillman 424, the spirit of the Lord doth not dwell in unholy temples. And then he kind of like he kind of woke me up. He was like, just because you received the gift of the Holy Ghost doesn't mean you're entitled to it. And that was like, so, that's so true. And it was saying that like the Holy Ghost is only going to dwell with you when you're like keeping God's commandments. And after like being at FSY, I could really feel the spirit a lot stronger. And as soon as I returned home, like I love my family, but I could, there was a difference. There was a difference. So I was like, I really love feeling the Holy Ghost and I want to be able to keep that with me. And it reminds me of like this video that the church put out where these two kids like went to some college party and they were like studying abroad. And at one point they were like smoking in a circle or something. One of the friends was like, he was like, just, just like pretend like you're smoking, dude. Like it doesn't matter, you know, like you're not actually going to do it. So you're not, you're not doing something bad. And then later in the video, like, the cops come, and then everyone that had, like, 
I don't I don't know what it was. Like I think it was like weed. Everyone that had like any trace of like the drug on their hands were like in trouble, got kicked out of the school. So kind of just reminded me, like, just because I'm not actively like going to parties and like drinking at them doesn't mean you should be there in the first place. Not that I'm going to parties, but like it's that that comparison of like the Holy Ghost is only going to dwell with you when you're standing in holy places. So I really like that. Um, it was, uh, one of the morning classes I went to, it was Brother Lotz. Um, and he, he had, um, he had one of the kids in the audience come up and draw a circle of how much he knows. And then he drew the circle very small. And then he had him draw a circle of how much God knows. And then he drew the circle like giant. And the point of it was that God knows everything and that he knows what we're going through and he knows um he knows us personally and he loves us and i think that just like testified to me that um that we should rely on him and that we should reach out to him and have a strong relationship with him awesome thank you um <clears throat> i actually have a comment on the class that Lura was just talking about with brother lotes um one of the things he had them do also, at least in our class, with the circle was inside the circle, he had everybody write something that you that they know, like something that I know to be true. Um, <clears throat> and so you write a truth, you know, I'm a child of God or, or whatever it is. And then he asked you to write a question outside of the circle of something that you know that God knows the answer to, but you don't know the answer. And I really struggled with that. I was having a hard time coming up with a question of something, you know, that I that I didn't know. And it bothered me. I never wrote anything down. And the next day I went to another class. It was by Brother Grass. And it was called The Gospel of Jesus Christ is Astonishing. And this kind of connects what Alexis was saying. Um, but I realized in Brother Grass's class that the reason why I couldn't write something down in Brother Lotz's class about something that I don't know is that I hadn't been really looking for the beauty and the next exciting thing that I could learn, that I kind of had plateaued a little bit because I grew up in the church. I feel very comfortable with my testimony. I know the gospel is true. I was blessed with the gift of faith. I don't question a lot of things, um, but it just helped me realize that I can still learn more. And if something would seem more exciting to me, I would delve into it a little bit deeper and and increase my testimony because there is no limit. There's no ceiling you can get to for your testimony. And so I loved that. That's so great. I I had an ADD moment. I you actually said Alexis and it set off our Alexa. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry. Just the, whoops. So yeah, that proves my first question that actually does happen. Um <laughs> Let's let's get into something totally random here, and then we'll get back to notes and favorite devotionals and stuff like that. Um, Luke did a Justin Bieber impress- impersonation, as far as I know. Well, it wasn't me. It was a different kid in my group, but I was <clears throat> dancing with my group to his singing. So okay, yeah. tell us tell us more about. <laughs> so basically, we were like, there was a variety show, and we were like, guys, we all need to do something. So then we were all like, okay, let's just all do it together. So we. At first, we were going to, I forgot what song it was, but we were going to do a different song. And then we realized some kid, he put on certain glasses and we all said he looked like Justin Bieber. So he was like, we should just do a Justin Bieber song. So we did Baby by Justin Bieber and we choreographed like maybe 10 seconds of something at the start. And uh, But then the rest of it was just kind of like, do whatever you want. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. Nice. What it definitely are- was good. Yeah, what are some of the craziest things you guys remember happening? Uh, well, one one of the one of my good friends that I made did a backflip, and he said he almost fell off the stage. <laughs> so that was pretty crazy. They let him do a backflip. They didn't say shut it down. Uh, well, shut it down. Shut it down. He did it, but they didn't say anything. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Julian would not have approved of that. Yeah. <laughs> I think the craziest. Probably one of the craziest thing I saw was uh, this kid. His name was Michael, I think. He was uh, juggling on a tricycle. Whoa! Like on the stage, it was like he 
He felt he I think he fell off of it once, but yeah, it was pretty interesting to to watch him do that. <laughs> that that's pretty wild. <laughs> that would take some time to get ready for that. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. What? Chani. Oh my god. Okay, there's there's a story here. Yeah. <laughs> no, some yeah. kid his entire act was just screeching really loud. <laughs> and it'd there's, be funny because he I would do it at that. random times at FSY two. Cause his company was in the same field as our company during like like random meetings and stuff or like devotionals. And you just hear this kid like screeching like across the field. But <laughs> it was weird. And everyone loved him. They kept hyping him up. Yeah. Literally every time we did anything, everyone would start chanting, Johnny, Johnny. <laughs> it's so funny. There's another, there's there's a picture, I believe on Instagram of uh, Luke and his company with a bunch of stacked mattresses in a hallway. And yes. that's all I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, so basically, it was the day of the testimony meeting, so we were all supposed to, like, stay like we were feeling the spirit, because then we had R&R after that, but then we got back to our dorms, and we're all super bored, and we were like, what should we do? So some kid had the idea to get our all of our mattresses, walk out into the hallway, and do human dominoes. <laughs> it was pretty fun. I should have thought of that idea. That sounds yeah. so fun. And then our counselor walked in and was like, what are you guys doing? And he was actually the one that filmed the video of us doing it. <laughs> So, yeah, he he thought it was funny. So he was super chill about it. That's cool. Jennifer, do you see anything wild or crazy during your time there that you remember? Uh, Well, at the Variety Show, there was a girl who brought a a pogo stick. And she did all these amazing tricks on the pogo stick. And she did like 20 seconds worth to start out with. But then she put a blindfold on and did the same tricks. Like, and she was, (laughs) I don't know, it was amazing. Like, she was getting all kinds of cheers, but so that that was that was probably the craziest thing at the variety show. <clears throat> I, there were a few themes that we've already touched on from FSY, but I wanted to get into one that we haven't talked about quite as much. Um, but a lot of people mentioned during sacrament today is self worth and and understanding your identity. Um, how do you guys feel, if at all, that? your self-worth or your identity has has changed since the experience at FSY? For me, it was, uh, I was kind of, before this, I was like, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do in life. I was like, uh, like, I don't know what I'm going to do still for a job. But like, for spiritually, there were like many times throughout the week that I was like, I'm serving a mission. And like, just, I think serving other people and getting to teach them about the gospel is going to be a huge role in my life. So, cool. Um, okay, this is definitely like personal topic to me because I, my self worth has not always been super high. Um, there was a point two years ago where I was like really struggling with who I was, what worth I had, and like the worth of my soul. And at testimony meeting, I think it was Marin Cunningham. She was saying that I'm a child of God often feels like a slogan. And I think that really stood out to me because I was like, yeah, like I've always heard that. Like, why do I struggle with my self-worth when I'm constantly being told I'm a child of God? Mm -hmm. So the next morning in gospel study, I decided to like make that my focus. And um, just like some bullet points that I said, every single moment I've always been perfectly loved. Um, He lives and he'll come again. And with Christ on my side, I have no need to fear. He would not call me like to do something if I was not capable of doing so, and he won't let me fail even if I think I did. And like an example of that was like Abinadi. Um, and then I was just like reading all these scriptures where they're talking about how he's like our creator, but he's just as much our father. Like he's created every single thing on this earth, but above all, like he is our father. That's the one name he wants us to know him by. And I think that definitely like, changed my perspective on my relationship with God and the fact that we're an heir to God and that knowing our identity like really makes us strong. Um, Like with that story with Moses encountering Satan, he was like, why would I even listen to you? Like, I I know who I am. I know my worth. And once we're to that point, I think it really helps us. It's like our rock. It's what we can come back to. And um, I mean, President Nelson, he said in one of the videos that we watched, that like once we know who we are, that's when we can enlist in the Lord's Youth Battalion. Um, I think 
Yeah, I mean, we are we are definitely truly loved by Jesus Christ and Heavenly Father. Like they know us personally and perfectly, and we do have a divine identity, and we are we do matter. And even though we may feel like we don't, we we do. It's it's true. And I think FSY, um, I really saw that. Like I saw how people how we how people cared for each other and how they um even though they didn't know anyone or like anything like that they still like loved each other and i thought that was really like testimony building for me cool yeah i think if i could just take a second here i think something i admire about you guys in particular and other youth that i know is um you don't just accept things at face value you want to dig and you want to know why and I, I think sometimes that can be criticized as you know just having doubts i think doubts is kind of a nasty word uh, or it feels it feels wrong <laughs> you know but but I, I think that sometimes when you are dealing with trying to figure out what your relationship is like with god i, I think that you should come to that with questions and you should wonder if your view is right you know and i I think a lot of us are naturally inclined to view God as somebody who judges us, who loves everybody else, but maybe not us personally. And I think that questioning that relationship and struggling with that is important. And and things like FSY can give us the opportunity to actually deconstruct that and realize that God has actually always been sitting there loving us. And it was us that came up with those other ideas. Yeah. So. I just wanted to tell a story about a girl that <clears throat> I talked to. She she had been there the first couple of days, and she was just really struggling. She said, "I didn't I didn't feel like I belonged. Um, I didn't know if I was wanted to stay." Um, and she said, on Tuesday evening, she just had the thought come into her mind during the her reflect and review time. And she, the spirit just told her that she wasn't being her real authentic self. Like she was putting on this persona for everybody else because she thought she wasn't good enough. And so she made a goal the next day to just be herself and let herself be open to whatever it was that came at her. And I think as humans, we might struggle with that because we want to be accepted by everybody. Um, but it's hard to let God love us when we're trying to be somebody else. Yeah. And so I admired her. She opened herself up and she had a great experience for the rest of the week. And I think that's so powerful. You know, they say that um, comparison is the thief of joy. And that's so true. You know, yeah. we can give all of our joy away just because we think we're not like so and so who we think is amazing. Let, let's keep going through some favorite notes, or let's let's also, if you guys want to share a favorite devotionals or a class, something like that. Let's just keep going around the room and start with Luke here. Uh, I think one of my favorite uh, classes was it was in the main room. I forgot who the speaker was. It was about feasting on the gospel, and I think I was in it with Lexi. Um, I'm gonna I'm trying to look for who. It's Brother it. Wood. Brother Wood. Okay. So Brother Wood, he was talking about how we we need to like obviously study the gospel, but it's super important to feast upon it. And he was kind of asking us like what it means to feast, and I kind of like taking in a lot. So I think taking taking in the gospel uh, is super important and like in a large amount too, because that can really help us grow spiritually. Man, I have a lot. Like I cut out a full two pages of my talk today. That and were just class that, favorites. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I don't, I honestly don't know. Okay. This one. I shared this one in fifth ward, but not in third ward. Um, Good thing so, I went to both. <laughs> the only name on the list of like being worthy to enter the celestial kingdom is Christ's name. And he lets us take his name and get in with it. And I had like never thought of that before. Like that was so cool. Like it'd be like, going to like a party, like an after party in Hollywood or something. And then Taylor Swift's like, yo, you can like get in on my name. I know you're not on the guest list, but like go <laughs> in, dude. <laughs> and like Christ does that for us, for the celestial kingdom. And I'm like, that is so cool that he lets us like have that opportunity. 
So I think that was one of my favorites. Yeah, I loved it when you shared that. It, it helped me see it in a way that I'd never quite seen it before, too. So thank you for that. What about you, Loa? Um, I think a devotional um, that really stuck out to me was by Sister Parker. She was our session director, I'm pretty sure. Her and her husband. And something that she said that really stuck out to me was, we cannot sin more than the Savior can save. So as many times as we sin, um, if we truly, sincerely desire to repent, we are forgiven. And I feel like that was something that stuck out to me. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, it makes me think about a, a theme that's come up on this podcast a couple of times where it's, and, and when you do repent, it's almost like you never left, mm-hmm. you know? What about you, Jennifer? Any other like classes you liked or, or <laughs> quotes you wrote down in the um, in your book? Um, I really love just the focus on the atonement of Jesus Christ and the power of repentance and how repentance simply is turning, turning away from bad, turning towards God, and that it doesn't matter where you are on that path. It matters about the direction you're facing. And I think we get caught up in, like, we feel like, oh, I've done too much or I'm too bad or, you know, I'm never going to be good enough because I keep making the same mistake over and over and over and over and over again. But it's all about the direction. And when we're facing Jesus Christ, it's like one of the teachers talked about when Peter walked on the water and the power that came from that. You know, what did he saw the Savior and what did he do? He walked on the water. Sometimes I think we focus on, oh, well, he's he sank because he took his eyes off of Christ. Mm-hmm. But guess what? He walked all the way out. And then as soon as he need, needed help, immediately Christ was right there, grabbed him, pulled him up, and they walked back together. And so often I think we have to deal with this stuff on our own, all these trials that are coming at us, but that's not true. We've got the Savior with us. And the other thing that I love that I heard is, you know, these these trials are hard that we're having in life, and we may get tired of them, and they seem heavy, and like we can't stand it. But what if we didn't have any trials, and everything was easy? We, we, never, would, grow. we would never grow, and we wouldn't need Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't need Him. We wouldn't need any help. And so I think when we – the thing that I learned from this focusing on the atonement or just was reminded that – you know, when we look at our burdens more as stepping stones instead of stumbling blocks, it can change your view. So I'm going to go in a totally different direction for a second. You guys, I think you guys are all at the age where you'll get to go again. Am I wrong? No, 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 no. I will. Luke, Luke gets to. I get to go. Luke again. gets to go. No, yeah. but you, you I, could work as a yeah. We could be counselors. Yeah, I could be counselors. counselor okay. before. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's do maybe a real, time. maybe a hypothetical. What would you do next time going to FSY? Now having had this experience, uh, I think the last like this time when I went to FSY before my attitude for it was like. Uh, I don't want to do this. When I first got there, like the first like meeting we had, there was like one of my one one and uh, one of my friends were like kept looking at each other because we thought it was this was gonna be like we we didn't really want to be there. But I think next time I go, I'm I can know that it'll be fun and I'll grow a lot. So just having a good mindset about it, I think. Cool. I think for me, um, the first few days were like. I think the first day was just a day to like play games with your company and get to know your company, know everyone's names. And um, like the first few days, I kind of just stuck to my sister. Like I didn't, I didn't really, I guess I didn't really talk to anyone. I talked to people, but I didn't really like really get to know them. Um, And it kind of, it kind of was sad because by the end of the week, I didn't want to leave. Like I wanted to keep interacting with people. And I think next time I go, just being open to meet new people, like, and not being stuck to your friends or people you already know, because meeting new people is like, it's just amazing. Cause like knew them, you just don't know them. So it's just amazing to meet new people. Yeah. There's power to being around those new people who believe like you do, who have standards like you do. I think that was something that I've heard over and over again from people that attended FSY. 
What about you, Lexi? Um, kind of like what Lou was saying, like those people, they're there for the right reasons and you're put with them for the right reasons. And I definitely went into it pretty nervous. I was like, I'm not going to know anybody. I'm so scared. Like, um, all these things. I also went into it thinking like we were just going to like stay up till 3 a.m. every night <laughs> and like have the time of our lives, which I still did. <laughs> but, um, I think I need to be a bit more prepared for the fact that there were going to be rules and there were going to be like oh yeah, <laughs> some definite standards there. Um, and just going in with like that mindset, you're not going to be as like have your bubble bursted as much. Because I remember I texted my mom the first time. I'm like, lights out at 1030 and they're strict about it. Like I was <laughs> like. <laughs> they were very strict. About Amazed. Yeah. No, because we have a counselor knocking on our door like every five minutes being like, why are you still up? And then at one point, like one of the like ACs or whatever, I don't even know what they're called, but one of the like higher up people were like, so we can see your light on from like out off campus. Like, cause we've been patrolling wow. around the campus. And I'm like, oh, so that's how you know we're awake. Yeah. And then we'd also like look through the people and there'd be like counselors on the floor looking under to see if our lights were on. I was like, but I kind of just accepted after the first couple of nights, we just stopped trying to break the rules. We were like, you know, we'll go with it now. And I feel like once we <laughs> actually like kind of started following the rules, like I was much better rested like the next yeah. days. And I was like, wasn't dealing with that guilt of, oh my gosh, are we about to get caught right now? <laughs> so be, I'd say be open and willing to like, I don't know, work with the rules at FSY was something I learned. Cool. Let's, uh, we're going to stick to our hour-long time frame because we got people with dinner plans and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm going to do two questions and we'll be pretty close to that time frame if it sounds okay. So I, I did want to do one more fun thing because you guys played some games as well. And... Yes, yeah. game yeah. night. So I, I want to know what your favorite game was that you played. And then I'm going to have one more question to wrap things up. Some of them were kind of weird, if I'm being honest. Like, they were like, okay, they so were, on game yeah. night, we yeah. had, like, set-aside games that everyone did. But then we also had, like, there's a bunch of games in the back of the book that people would just randomly play. Or the weirdest game. Let's go. Oh, my gosh. The weirdest <laughs> game was this one where the, it was, like, Bunny Bunny, where, like, you would, like, say Bunny Bunny and, like, point at something. And then, like, the people around you would do other – I don't know. I You can't even explain it. You have to see it. But I think my favorite game was probably Down by the Banks. We played it on pizza night. We didn't actually like it wasn't supposed to be played at the moment. We were just were like bored and we we're like, let's let's play down by the banks. And we got into it. It was it was intense. <laughs> I didn't know it could be competitive, but it definitely was. So it was one of my favorites. I'm gonna have to check that up later. <laughs> I think the weirdest game was probably Tree Log Bridge. Mm -hmm. So one person uh, would have to um like stand there as a tree and then the next person would like sit, like lay on the ground as a log. And then two people would come up and like be a bridge and you'd have to get like the fastest time or something like that. And I don't know. It was just kind of interesting. The games were pretty cheesy. So. <laughs> what about you, Lou? Uh, I think there wasn't really any great or bad ones, but one of them that I was, was pretty competitive was it was like a snake one where you all lined up and like grabbed each other's shoulders and if your shoulder got grabbed you had to let go of the person the person's shoulders that were in front of you and then like at the end there was a timer and when it went off whoever had whatever group had the longest line of people won i did not so, like that game yeah it, hated it was, that. i, thought it was I hated fun. that game <laughs> yeah it was it got pretty competitive but yeah. it was pretty yeah. fun I mean, human dominoes sound pretty cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I would yeah, count that as a game. It was kind of just like Seems a, like you could only play it a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. yeah. Well, so we're going to go last question here. And this, you know, take some time. Think about it a little bit if you want. So another theme that came up is just building your relationship with Christ. And I love it. it was it you, Lua, or you, Lexi, that said it? we're a child of God is almost like a slogan sometimes. That was Lexi. Lexi. So you said something that's been on the tip of my tongue for like years because it does feel that way sometimes. It feels almost kind of repetitive and cliche. Um, and, and sometimes it, if we're not careful, it prevents us from really realizing what a relationship with Christ really looks like, which is a deep and real relationship with our, our brother, 
you know, that we can develop in this lifetime, even though we don't see him, there are, there are ways that we can see him with our spiritual eyes. So I, my question is, through this course of FSY, how has your relationship with the Savior changed? And, and we can start with whoever's ready. I mean, recently, um, on my own like personal study, I was reading Mosiah 2. And it's where King Benjamin is he gathered his people and he's talking to them. And he's telling him all these things. And he's talking about the fact that he does everything in his power to serve his people. But he isn't doing it for like the praise of his people. He's doing it on behalf of God. And I think at FSY at the beginning of the week, our counselor was like, make friends, grow with your company. Because if you don't, like, yeah, there will still be that gospel out there. Like, you'll still be able to learn in those classes. But it's when we're able to connect as people that we can connect better to God. And that's when I, like, really felt um, myself going, growing closer to Christ was when we're able to, like, serve other people, feel their service, and just interacting with each other. But it wasn't in the name of, like, being praised. It was the name of being Christ-like and doing what he would do for us. Yeah, I, that's totally true. It, it sounds simple, but I, I've experienced that as well, where you can experience his love through other people, but you can also experience him through serving and acting like he would. So that's awesome. What about you, Lou? Uh, I think for me, my relationship it didn't really change. It kind of just like started with him. Like I thought it, I, there was many times where I was like, okay, yeah, I, I know God loves me. And I think just uh, having a relationship with him was a cool thing to create. Cause before this, I was like, didn't really have one, but this gave me the opportunity to build one. Cool. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, it, it's a, you know, I, I was much further along in life before it really happened. You know, I, I thought it did, but I, it, really really happened it was a lot you know i was i was older <clears throat> i think for me my relationship with christ is um it's strong i mean i know i know he lives i know he's my savior i know he died for me and um i don't know i guess fsy was just like a little reminder for me like a little thing where i could remember again like and it was for, it was like, kind of like a smack in the face, like, <laughs> um, just like a like reminder, a yeah. I know, like <laughs> a reminder of the principles and of the things that I know to be true. And it grew my testimony in the Savior and um, people that were there, were there for a reason. And um, they, yeah, it was just awesome. Cool. What about you, Jennifer? I... I think one of the things that was strengthened as far as my testimony goes is the power of gathering and how Jesus Christ wants us all to gather with him. And when all of the youth were together for the same purpose, learning, growing, discovering, having fun, feeling joy, being silly, it all just culminated to like these, all these little steps. I could just see everybody had taken all these little, you know, steps upward towards him. And <clears throat> it's just a good reminder that Jesus Christ will meet you where you are in whatever way you need. I talked to a young man who said his testimony was strengthened the most during the variety show. <laughs> He said he just felt an overwhelming joy and love as he saw everybody supporting these people. And at first you would think, well, that's really weird, you know, to gain a testimony of Christ during a talent show. But that's that's where he needed to be met, and that's where he was. And it's up to us to just be open to that and just trust and know. So I just – my testimony was strengthened, and I felt closer to my Savior because I know that he – he cares, and he's going to come to where you are and meet you where you are and give you what you need. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Connection Podcast. We hope you enjoyed seeing how Christ has become the strength of the youth in our area. 
and the strength that they bring themselves as evident in just their amazing testimony. We thank them so much for joining us as guest hosts today. And thank you to Jennifer Crook as well for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate her insights. As always, I really appreciate you guys sharing the podcast. We're, we're growing day by day. This would be a great one to share with parents or, or a youth that you know. I know it's not the reason that you share, but I would love to give you some swag because we are ordering some more swag and I'd love to share that with you as well if if you share the podcast in some meaningful way. Till next time, guys, take care.